At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything at&t what is up sucky daters thank you so much for joining us for an all-new episode of what a girl wants we know you are sick of hearing from me and jared and so we have the one the only bibiana from bachelor bachelor winter games bachelor in paradise She's fantastic. She is going to be hosting this week's episode of What a Girl Wants, starting right now. What a Girl Wants, a help I suck at dating spinoff and an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, okay, so thanks, Dean. I am super, super, super excited to be hosting the podcast today. I did ask one of my closest friends to join me. Co-hosting with me today is Brittany Berger. What's up, baby? Um, And we have a super interesting story because, um, funny enough, while I was away at Paradise my first time, I've been on so many shows, it's kind of crazy. So I was away (laughs) at Paradise my first time time and my friends were launching their podcast and I said go ahead and use my 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 um place as a studio for that week well I mean obviously I was only gone for a week but use it for the week that I was gone and you actually were one of the people they interviewed and I remember listening to your podcast and thinking oh my gosh I need to meet this girl and two years later we're like the best as a friend so everyone welcome Brittany thank you universe had bigger plans for us we were meant to meet full circle moment that we're here right now so that's awesome and I think that was my first podcast episode I ever recorded that I was on guest on and I didn't even know that it was your apartment so the fact that like your home and my home is is your home is just so beautiful I'm really pumped 
you were on there talking about your book, 20, yes. 25 and Saltfish. Yes. Brittany is already an author. <laughs> so many Listen, we have, a, we have a lot to say in life. Everybody's life is a story and the way that we choose to live it and react and respond to certain moments in life. If you can wrap it up, put it in a book for the greater of the world, you just got to do it. I have to ask, I've never asked you this as a friend, what inspired you to write 25 and Selfish? Why don't you tell the read, like the listeners kind of the background on the book and more Perfect. about that? So it was, it's a nonfiction memoir about the year before I turned 25. And I wrote it because, you know, when we're going on the age of 25, we know that there's, you know, in society, a, mid, a midlife crisis. And all of a sudden, 20-somethings decide, oh my God, I'm having a quarter-life crisis. My life is ending. This boy broke my heart. I don't like my job. I don't like where I live. I don't like my friends. And so I was in a place where I ended up traveling to another country, meeting this guy. And I always thought in love and relationships and dating that whoever I was going to marry, that it was literally going to be an agreement. Like I was going to settle because I'm like, great. I'm at this place in my life where my family probably believes that I should be with someone or I should be married and have kids because society believes that's what you're supposed to do when you're dating and in this life called love. And it was the first time that I met someone in the craziest, most unexpected circumstance that he made me for the first time believe that I don't have to settle and that like true love is real. And that connection of wholeness of soul, as if I felt like I've, I've known this person before, but I'm perfectly myself. And in dating in general, I would date these guys like, you know, within my race and my religion, thinking that's what I was supposed to do. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> but um, I felt like, you know, when we're dating people and we hope that someone's going to change, you know, or we think like, oh, they'll change or they did this and they did that. And it's like, I don't want to ask someone to change and I don't want to change either. But what I'd rather do is evolve and upgrade who I am in myself. So in certain past relationships, I felt like I was stepping on eggshells and I just wanted to be me. And so this man was brought into my life, which I believe was one of my soulmates as a transformation for me to be aware of that and to be more present and to ask myself, like, what do you want? Like, okay, for turning 25, I don't want to fall into this crisis. Like I want to find a solution or, or is it just us being stuck and feeling like the world is ending and what happens when we're stuck, we need to move, move forward, move on. So that led me to, you know, complications in my job where everybody was 20 years older than me. I wanted to be a manager and they just saw me as this young girl forever and me ending up leaving and moving to another country all less than a year. I think it was in like nine months. So some of my friends are having babies. I was changing my life. Wait, that's really young. I, I gotta, like that's really young to be having babies. I feel like my friends now are having babies, but I guess, yeah, you do have a handful of friends that start having kids at 25. That's like, yeah. Uh, and, and it's because ready. that's like their culture. And for me, like, I always wanted to be, you know, a boss bitch and like really empowered and have a lot of businesses and be my own CEO. And that's kind of what came into my mind. And I always put love second. Like I thought that if I was a champion in my career, that like dating and love would come afterwards. But realistically, now we know nothing happens on our time. And it's not supposed to. So when they say God laughs and we make plans, like in reality, it's all divine timing and it's God's time. And we just need to surrender and release to that, which like we talk about all the time. So Yeah, which I think this is awesome that I forgot that your book was so much about love. Yeah, um, I do. I remember, I forget his name, but the one from Israel. Mr. GQ, because he yeah. was sexy. <laughs> Mr. GQ, that's so true. So yeah. I think that this is a perfect intro because we're going to talk a little bit about our dating life now and answer some questions that I received from some of my followers. I need to find my phone. I don't know where I put it. Oh, it's right here. 
Um, but gosh, you know, I, the worst thing you can do prior to your podcast is open emails. Do not open your emails prior to going on a podcast. I just saw, like, I just got the worst email that I could receive right now this month. And it's just like, I'm really going through it at the moment. So we're still going to get through this though. Yes. And that's the hard thing is like everything in life, like letting it go. And, but you're just so, and obviously like baby came into my life for a reason at the exact time that I even felt like I needed her. And I'm like, so grateful in this world, by the way, for whoever's listening or watching, I've never watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette and I do, I'm such a sucker true. for love. So I've never, everybody's like, baby, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I've never watched the show. And she's like, <laughs> but I am watching this season for the first time. And it's very interesting. And I got a lot to say, but. Yeah. Okay. So I just started watching. I was trying to watch before our interview. Yeah. Um, to try to catch up on Tasha. Where did you start watching? Did you start watching from Claire? Did you start watching from Tasha's first? I started watching from Claire and all my friends watch it. And the reason why I wanted to get into it this season was because she was like, Oh my God, I love at first sight. I feel like I met my husband. So with my book, I felt kind of like that with Mr. GQ, when he like walked on this bus, I was like, my whole world stopped. And like, I write that I was like, you know, the Dolce & Gabbana perfume commercial where they're like floating on an Italian raft, like, like in these rocks in the middle of the ocean. And I was like, I literally had this crazy fantasized moment of like me being in this raft with him. And so, and that's why he's also called Mr. GQ. So when she's like, I knew, like I met him and I, and, and it just hit me and nobody else was in my sights. And so when we're also dealing with so many guys, the reason why, I have to bring up this one point because I don't remember anybody's name, but I remember this one guy calling you out, bro. I think his name is like Brandon or Brendan or something. And he was just like, Claire, you're so beautiful. Like when I heard, this is hilarious. When I heard that you were going to be the bachelorette, like I applied to be on the show and he's like, but I know nothing about you. So like, tell me, like, tell me something about yourself. And she's just like, wait, you applied because you knew I was going to be the bachelorette and you think I'm beautiful, but you don't know anything about me. Like you didn't do any research. Like you didn't even watch a show. Like, why are you here? And I literally wanted to be, if, if I were her and I was a bachelorette, I would have been staring at him. And I would have been like, pause, America. I'm about to school this boy. Like you're telling me like I'm beautiful. Like guys who are too complimentary, like I catch you. I would swipe left on my life so hard before the cocktail party even started because you got to intuit, like you can tell, like he's just one of those who's like, you're beautiful. And you know what I wish? Last point, what I wish is like. But these guys are so nervous, B. Like. Are they? I, w- I have to interrupt you. Yes. No, mm. you don't. Un- you I mean, do I've never understand. been in a stitch, but tell me. I haven't watched a lot of Claire's. I watch like snippets, but yeah. I, I love Tasha. Not saying that I don't love Claire. Um, I don't know why. I guess like just to prep for this, I was like, I really should catch up and refresh. And I hadn't watched Tasha's um, full episode yet. And yeah, I'm watching these guys speak to her and you can just tell. I remember how nervous I was. Sometimes you don't like, it looks like they have a lot of time, but sometimes all you have is like two minutes before you're interrupted and you don't know what to really So God knows if this guy was just like, I don't know what to say. I'm just going to say I I applied. Is that even possible? Like you have to go through the application process so far in advance that you don't really know who's your bachelorette or bachelor. So that guy was definitely fibbing, I think. Totally. But I felt, I felt like you can just tell. You can, but like even Tasha, I would be a, the worst lead because you have to know, like if these guys are so nervous, you have to kind of know how to navigate these interactions and be able to like lead these conversations well versus just saying like, 
yeah, this is great. Like, so awesome. So I, I would, I would be a spaz. I'm nervous right now doing this podcast. But you, no, but you know, you know, what there's so many cameras around. So I kind of feel like we got to give these guys a little bit of a break after like week yeah. two, okay. but it is after week two, after week two and three, they've been around cameras enough where it's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing at this point. But it made me think of like, how many guys have I been on dates with where they literally are just telling me what they think I want to hear or that I'm beautiful or I'm smart or whatever that it's like, okay, you know, like so complimentary that like, I'd rather you just be like, sorry, I'm nervous, but I'm so happy to be here. Like, how are you? Like be your authentic self. I've never been around those many cameras in that situation. So of course I can't put myself in their shoes, but I was like, I just wish they would come up. Like, I wish they would have been honest and saying, you know what, if you, I mean, but this is just me talking. If you wanted to continue to like F around and just like meet girls, like that's okay. Because at any age in our life, it doesn't mean that you're ready to find your wife or to be engaged. And like, yes, maybe you can go on the show and you do fall in love and you do find your partner. But I just think the openness and communication and honesty, and maybe it's difficult, like in that bachelor nation situation. But I just thought like, I would rather this guy be like, you know what, I'm, I'm here. And I know that you really want to get married and be engaged, but I take things slow. Or maybe I'm not ready to be on a show like this, but maybe he wouldn't have been picked if I he mean, was it, honest. Well, so then I have to ask <laughs> so you, in dating, in yeah. dating, what are your three? Because it seems like you already have set in stone. Like, what are your deal breakers? Like, on a first date, okay. if a guy were to complete on, like, just try to compliment you or would like, is that too much? Is it too aggressive? Like, what are the things that you look for right off the bat? You're like, oh, this is not my husband. Are you one of those? You are one of those. You can already tell by the first, you're the one, you're the one, yeah. you're totally like, I love you. Actually, no, you're not my husband. I feel like I fall in love so easily that I think everybody's my husband. So, which, you know, which is hilarious, but non-negotiables. I feel like at different times in my life and even like different times of this year, your non-negotiables change based on whatever experience you have dating that certain person, whether it was for a year, three months, three weeks, et cetera. I feel like the biggest thing for me is being, it's all which cannot be seen except for hopefully having swag. Emotionally available because this is the thing with dating. We go in, whether it's online dating or dating in general with expectations. And the problem is when we do have expectations that there's room for failure because not all the times we're going to exceed the expectation that we want. In a situation with a guy, there's a lot of pressure, pressure on ourselves. And we have to also be self-aware to release that doubt and judgment and to just walk into this dating experience fearlessly, right? Which is hard for some people because they feel that their most authentic selves won't be well-received and accepted, but you can't think about that. Like you just gotta be you because once you are dating and you're at a certain point with another person, they're gonna see all of you raw, inside and out, the good, the bad, the everything. And like, so for me, if I, and I've had them like through quarantine is if I've never dated, in my entire life. Like I meet guys organically and then it just happens or it doesn't. And so now that I went through quarantine, I did online dating for the first time and I ended up meeting someone and it was a situation. Um, Situationship, not, not situation a relationship. <laughs> Seasonal, you know how it is. Um, and he wasn't emotionally available, but I realized that I was for the first time. And through my dating history, I really wasn't emotionally available, but it's something I didn't know. So I feel like that's a non-negotiable. Like, yeah. don't have the expectation, have an intention. And that's a situation with dating. If you go in instead of expecting something, what's your intention with it? Like, do you just want to go into dating to like be with someone for a night 
or for a season or casually or seriously and to be in a relationship. And so I think if we as a community for men and women shift the expectation out of dating and put an intention towards exactly what you want with that person, that's going to lead you to what your non-negotiable should be. So being emotionally available, self-aware, which also for me is, is being like spiritually aligned and sure of who they are. And then also then just being confident, you know, like I feel like there's so much that comes with like girls and guys dating where we're so close minded because we believe that there's like a certain list that everybody needs to check off of what we want and don't want, you know, and I've manifested every single man to a <laughs> having tea that's come into my life, you know, and a lot of them also aren't open-minded and, and they just like, they put too much pressure and they're also pretending to be themselves or they're not. So like that authenticity, that vulnerability, that self-awareness, like that confidence of no matter what they know who they are. Yeah. I feel like that's what I look for. What about you? Um, so for me, I would think non-negotiables have to do the same thing. I think emotional, being emotionally available and aware mm-hmm. that's huge for me having someone being able to meet me where I'm at emotionally and um just see me I know that I have others but like right now I don't I can't really recall because I, I okay having a job is super important being passionate mm-hmm. about something um whether it's the work that they do or anything else that they're super involved with one thing for me is like having a place of your own so I don't so I don't know if this has ever happened if you've ever walked into a guy's place and they have a roommate and it's just like super messy and it's just like what's happening here does that happen I don't know maybe because I'm in my 30s and everything's a little bit different but before mm-hmm. you know I remember dating a guy through college and we did the long distance thing and so it was okay that the place was like a little bit of a frat house because it was cool and it was like a bunch of dudes that lived there and we would all hang out together but then but we're adults now older like dudes that do not clean their place that is a that's a deal breaker you have to be clean I just spoke it's so funny I just caught up with one of my friends and she's kind of seeing this guy and like one of the things that she paid attention to was just like he's so messy and so as a woman like okay are these the things that you can actually fix or is he always going to be really gross being clean to me is and keeping up with your place totally is a non-negotiable because you can just be having like the time of your life. And then this guy kind of, if he's a mess, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can deal with that, you know, cause I'm super clean. Um, well, I just walked into someone's apartment recently and it looked like art threw up everywhere and like, okay, I know what your third non-negotiable is. Are you ready? Because I know mm-hmm. you baby. And we share the same energy because it's not only the energy that surrounds them that they bring as a person, right? And that exchange of energy to also make you feel comfortable where you feel like you're aligned with them. Like it's, it's more than just men who lead with ego, they lead with their soul and their passion. And so for us, like even the energy of their space, like Bibby and my like apartment where we live is super, it's, it's a sanctuary for us. And it's like clean and it's, it's, we feel at home here. And that, that feeling of home and a sanctuary even in a guy's place, like I notice that, like if you're clean or not, and if you can't and you need to hire a maid, fine. But also if you feel that like you want a bigger space because you have a roommate, like if you couldn't afford it and you had like a small studio, but it was clean and art did not throw up, throw up everywhere. Like 
like to show off your apartment. Like, I don't care if you have like a $10,000 piece from Art Basel or something in Miami. Like I have no art in my apartment. I don't have one picture frame for me. Like I have my eucalyptus, like that's Zen, right? So damn that too. But that's what I was trying to think about even non-negotiables for us now, because it's situational, right? But it's also the energy that surrounds their home and how they carry themselves is so important and feeling proud to like have this man on your arm. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico. 
offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. So we have non-negotiables, but what would you say is your biggest turn off? Narcissism. Ego. Let me tell you something. So can you read it? Because a narcissist who's a really good narcissist, you, can te- you can't tell he's a narcissist. I not tell. Like, I mean, I I'm not tell. talking about like Kanye West style, you know? And the narcissists kind of tend to be a little bit of geniuses at the same time. But They are mad respect. You really can't tell that some, <laughs> some of these guys are really good at covering up the narcissism thing. Um, yeah, I call them a wolf in in sheep's clothing. So biggest turnoff for me. Okay. Ego. Like I, I don't like guys who try to impress me or they try to be something that they're not. Like if you're your full self, you are so clear with me. You know exactly what you want. The biggest turnoff is if you're lost. Like, let me tell you the amount of red flags that I've collected. Like, I don't want you to play with my mind and take me to islands of adventure unless you physically want to take me there. Like mentally, like I could create my own theme park with the amount of red flags that I've collected from every situation ship. And so I noticed that a lot of these men with red flags, it's because they drive and live by their ego and what serves them. And there's a selfish part to them also, but you can kind of see that right off the bat. I feel like now, like as watching like the, the bachelorette, and Claire and looking at all these guys, like I can already tell who's stemming from ego just by looking at them, who's not there for the right reasons and who's actually there maybe for some reasons, but who are actually interested in falling in love. You haven't watched Tasha's first episode, have you? Yes, I did. You did. Okay. So like Spencer. Wait, I don't remember him. What does he look like? I mean, he gets oh, the first hot. impression. Yes. Right. Time out. Sorry. I Spencer. Not remember him. Oh, well I have other I, I have other thoughts about Spencer that I don't know if I can say. <laughs> Why not? I don't think Spencer, sorry, Spencer, don't know you, don't hate me. No judgment. P.S. It's a show. Like, let me watch. Um, I thought he was so gorgeous when he stepped, like, out of that limo and that he was gorgeous for a first impression, Rose. If that's, maybe there was a connection there, of course. But I feel like there's something off. I can't put my finger on it. Yes, I can. Maybe I'll tell you after. I feel like it's something that can't be shared, but. I think he's got to go. Sorry, Spence. There's there's something very off about him. There. And that, but this first is the impression thing. roses always, always stay. stick around. They always stick around. I felt like the guys experienced a little bit of PTSD when she gave the rose to a new guy, and I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are gonna flip. <laughs> oh my god! But it, and also because I guess there's no control, and they're like living in some type of fear. But I don't know. I just think so. My my turn off. Like, well, now that we're back in the bachelorette, but just thinking of her, (laughs) I saw one part where like, you can kind of tell the people she's really interested in and the people that the guys that she's not, um, just like how immediately, like the moment she saw Spencer, she's like, oh my gosh, I was like, oh, this guy's going to stick around. He had like super magical music coming out of the the limo. Like (laughs) look at his smile, like look how they were like chatting. I was like, oh no, he's going to be here for a while. But I, the first thing I think of when I'm seeing her in this situation, like, I would be like, don't touch me. Oh my gosh. Like, if you don't like someone, I feel like if you are a guy who cannot Mm. read energy, that is massive turnoff for me. Because if you cannot tell that I do not want you to touch me, like, if you cannot tell that I do not want you to like be around me, (laughs) 
<laughs> that would be this would be me as a bachelorette like oh don't touch me don't touch me no don't do this cootie, like, some of these guys go in for a kiss and it's just like how do you know how do you know do you know no, i know energy um, she, she's been she's been kissing a lot kudos to her i feel like that's a lot of bravery um i don't know i feel like Hmm. So, okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to jump. We're going to jump ship a little bit, but I definitely want to ask you this because this is a question. When I read this, I was like, Oh, I have so much to say. Can your significant other have a best friend of the opposite sex? I, I know my opinion on this. It's tell me. So, cause I know we have different views. I think we do only, only because, okay. My last relationship he had a lot of girlfriends and the way that we started and he wanted to hang out with me. Um, I thought that I was just going to be another friend, but then he turned out to be interested. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you're so cute. You like, <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> I love you so much. But immediately. As soon as we figured out that we actually really liked each other, he like grabbed like anytime that one of his girlfriends called or FaceTimed, he answered with me around. He sat me down and he said, I told, so-and-so and so-and-so that I'm really into you. And so like, everybody knows about you. He was, it just felt like his energy was there. And I knew apps, like I had nothing to worry about. And so him having girlfriends and best friends of the opposite sex was never a threat to me because he gave me a place. Like totally, I would mm. hang out with him all the time. Like I knew about his other best friend that she didn't live here, but you know, she knew everything about me I remember that he even went to go see her because she lives in California he went to go see her and he stayed at her place and the whole time he was facetiming me with her there like you can I think when your your body tells you when it's okay now I definitely do think that if it was a different guy and the energy wasn't right and it wasn't someone who was like interested in introducing me to the best friends or like, like keeping the relationship separate, then that would cause me to feel really insecure. So what is your take on best friends of the opposite sex? So I have a lot of male best friends, a lot of them. And I have new ones that come into my life or I have ones that I've known forever. And so what I believe with this is the energetic boundary. So I'm like, I coincide with, with what you think about it. So I have one of my best, best guy friends ever. We are so close. We share absolutely everything together. We've never hooked up or anything like that. And with him, like I call him my husband and he calls me his wife and we also work together. And like Bibby knows us and we're just like, the best friends that ever were. However, you know, I've even had some of my friends say to me, like, are you sure you you have feelings for him or you don't like, like, how can you guys be so affectionate or the way that you are? And so him and I though are single right now. So at the beginning of this year, when I started dating someone and I realized like, Oh, the way that I act with my guy, best friend, even though to me, he's my, my everything, like that's my guy, but you know, I would never like, we would never be in a relationship but the way that the guy that I was seeing at the beginning of the year knew that, like he wasn't really okay with it. So I had to create a boundary of, okay, like I can't act like this with my best guy friend, but I truly believe that if guys do have girlfriends, I think that's a great thing because it shows once you know that boundary of also, whether you've hooked up with them or you've been in a relationship or not, they're able to respect women and they would never want a guy to hurt their best friend. And I think vice versa. So I feel like, 
it's a strength because they know how to treat women and they would better treat me um, as long as, you know, he also creates space. I love that you said that, that he created space for you because it shows that you were important and he put you as a priority, you know, even with his friendships, but also friends are ride or die. And that history of, you know, having companionship over time, even with dating and wanting to introduce them to your friends and show that like, this is my man or like, this is my woman. And like, I'm happy to have you with me at all times. I will say like, if I was someone who was interested in Sammy, we'll just go ahead. Sammy is Brittany's best friend. If I was, if I was, look him up, he's so cute. He's single. He is so cute. Um, if I was someone who was interested in Sammy, I would definitely be intimidated by your relationship, especially because Mm -hmm. how you said, like my husband, my wife, but I think that the way that you handled it when you started to see someone was appropriate Mm -hmm. because you set a boundary, like right now you're single. So if you say like my husband, I love you so much. And if you're extra cuddly, then it's totally fine. But once you have someone of a love interest, then you need to be clear, like, okay, no, this is actually really is a friend. Like, yes, I know I've joked in the past and I've called him my husband, but like, I'm serious about being with you. Like this kind of takes, you know, the backseat, they're still in the car, but they just kind of take the backseat. And so that Mm -hmm. is the right way, I think, to handle relationships of the opposite best, like friendships of the opposite sex when you start seeing someone where you can identify those boundaries and then be clear on like, okay, no, now I'm in a relationship. So, you know, we can't be shooting this every other day. Right. And then like make that person more of a priority. For sure. Okay, so we're gonna take a break. And when we return, we'll do a little more Q&A. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. 
Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. I would love to get into like when you're first starting to see someone, right? And avoiding becoming a five-stage clinger. Yeah. And I've only learned about this in the recent, this like recently within this year, because I've been doing um, Lacey Phillips work. And if whoever's listening isn't familiar with Lacey Phillips, um, go Google her. Her blog is To Be Magnetic. She has a huge platform just all about like calling in the things that you really want in your life, like manifesting, but at a subconscious level. So you work through all your blocks, like you work through your own red flags Mm -hmm. and you really get clear for the thing, like on the things that you truly want. So when you think, I mean, she's huge on the dating scene, right? She has this whole workshop called Unblock. the Unblocking Partnership. It's the best. Unblocking Partnership. And so I learned through her, which, you know, I haven't implemented in my life, how she talks about waiting six weeks before sleeping with someone because you do not want to become, I mean, in my, in my baby term, like I finally get it. Like you don't want to become a five stage clinger. So when you first start to, when you're first interested in someone B, I have to ask you, do you date more than one person? Because I've never been able to do that. I mean, granted, I I don't think that I've actually welcomed the dating scene. Do you date more than one person? Because Lacey also talks about like, in that beginning stage, it's okay to see more than one person until you kind of figure out like who you really like, because you're not sleeping with them anyways, you're waiting these six weeks, like the six weeks. Um, Do you date more than one person? And um, how and if you don't how do you welcome that into your life I've never been someone who's had the opportunity to date multiple people at once like the universe hasn't provided that to me yet I'm like why universe but when she talks about this I'm like I want that I want options like if I were to go back on the dating scene like what do you do you got to manifest those options so I've been in that situation twice and I've tried to welcome in both energies and I realize I just can't like it's pretty exhausting and The thing is, because I think it's specific to each person. Like I know for me, if I'm interested in someone, like 
for that time being, like, you're my man and I make you a priority. And like, I want to talk to you and I give you all my energy. And even though I have a lot of energy to give when it comes to love and relationships, I can only give it like fully to one person only because of my daily life. Like I'm a multi-hyphenated entrepreneur business woman. Like people are like, <laughs> why are you single? I'm like, bitch, I'm busy. Like, hello. Like I, I'm, I want to rule the world one day. Like my cup is already runneth over. Like I want you to top me off. Like I want you to bring a clean, peaceful energy to me. So I'll even realize like if I'm kind of checked out of one guy already and I know I'm going to transition out and maybe jump closer to someone, I, I can't have a full-blown relationship with two people. It's just, I don't have the capacity. It just doesn't work. But I definitely tried it because I was like, I want to know if I can do it. Um, can't. And that's okay. So monogamy, I guess. But I think- Wait, but I'm not yeah. talking about being in a relationship with two people. You just mean I'm talking, talking about the dating. beginning. Dating, okay. casual, because I definitely- with this is like a whole other topic I can respect and I can understand relationships who are committed but also see other people it's yeah. not something that I can emotionally handle I thought I could yeah. definitely not for me I'm not that's not what I'm saying like if you're going to be in a relationship it's our mental energy it needs though. to be once commitment right I'm talking about that first like dating like you go out, you hang out, you maybe go to lunch, maybe you go to dinner yeah. with this guy, maybe you go to dinner with that one. So, so I, even when I try that in the dating thing, like even through my first go through online dating through COVID and me trying to like talk and like go on a couple of dates with a bunch of different guys, you know, in the same week or two week span while also hopefully not risking Corona. Um, I just don't I have the mental get, energy for it. I don't have the mental you energy ask them for to it. show you. Like, do you say like, show me your test results? People for some reason, no, I trust them, which is stupid, <laughs> but it's, but I mean, yeah, I'm actually surprised know. that you're not like, let me see your test results. Call me out to get your PCR test. So true. Um, I don't know why I trust these men. Universe has my back. I have faith and trust in something bigger than myself. So that's either paying off or it's not. What is your idea of your perfect date? Like in the, mm. like, have you had your perfect date? You have perfect date. Can I tell you? Yeah. Okay. We can't say who, but we can talk about it. So, okay. My love language is quality time and it's not acts of service and gifts and all that other stuff, which would be nice and words of affirmations because I already affirm myself in my meditation in the morning and all day long when I'm like, you're a bad bitch. What's up? So when it comes to dates, I realize again, since I've never dated before and now I am, and I'm going on these dinners and lunches, like, I don't even really like that. Like for me, the quality time and intimacy of one-on-one with a person that the whole situation feels like home. My perfect date was yes, went to dinner, but came back in an apartment and had only like one ambient light on and just put on some music and was just dancing with a glass of wine for so many hours. And just like, being affectionate and self-aware and there, present, being so present with this person and letting like life and spirituality and soul and energy connect to where it was, you know, I don't know what was in the air that evening, but I just think also not having expectations. Like I had zero expectations. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna see this guy. Like we'll go get a, like grab to eat something. I don't know what's gonna really happen afterwards, but let's vibe, let's hang out. And it ended up being like one of the best nights of my life because I just felt so at home and so at peace. And I've never felt so comfortable in my life with someone. And even being with this man, like 
I didn't even think like, oh my God, is this going to turn into something? Is this going to be a relationship? Where is it going to go? Like, I didn't even care. Like, I didn't even think about that. I was just more of like, I am here right now. And I am grateful for this time where time is standing still because I had this quality time with this person. And like, to me, a perfect date is connection now. It doesn't have to be with like where we're going, what we're doing. It's how you're spending it. You're really good at being present. You're really good at being present. I I try. I can't answer that question. I don't know if I've had the perfect date and I'm so sorry if I've dated you and we've had an exceptional time. The beach, the beach for you. The beach is my perfect date. Actually, you love the beach. I, that's where it would be. Yeah. Then dancing. Like if you take me dancing, I'm done, but it doesn't need to be a certain plan. I think even non-planned spontaneous days and dates are the best because there's no expectation. There's no pressure. It's like, we're hanging out and we're going to have a good time. Why? Because it's your intention. You're choosing to have a good time, no matter what. My best dates have been the ones that don't feel like dates. So like how yeah. I explained to you with my last relationship, how we were just hanging out. And then all of a sudden it was like a thing and it just didn't feel, I wasn't nervous. So I obviously like how I started this conversation in this podcast, I tend to be a nervous person. It's mm-hmm. just, I blame it on my Crohn's. Like my body just is more on the anxious side. So if I really, really am into you and we go on a date, I, it's easy for me to be nervous versus if I'm like, that guy is cool. I like his vibe totally let's hang out again and I'm not processing it as is this a date I'm just feeling it as we're total friend vibes and then it evolves to something else those are my ideal dates like the ones that don't make me feel like this is something but it's also your energy you're putting an intention being like I'm not thinking about what it's supposed to be like you just said you're like if I'm not thinking like I'm on this date and maybe I'm expected to do this or that or like I'm not sure if I'm into you or not, but you're cool. Like, that's why I keep saying we have to shift the expectation out of dating. We have to bring in and call in an intention and be clear with yourself than with the other person of like, you know what? I don't want to go out to dinner. I don't want to be stuck with you. I'll go to coffee with you. We can have lunch. We can go work out. We can go paddleboarding. We can, wherever you live, like we can just dance alone in a room, you know, like all of that. <laughs> I do like, realize, perfect thing. I realize that after saying it, that I just don't know our dates it's totally true I went on this one date once where um it was do we go to the beach or do we go hang out at a pool and we hung out at a pool and then we just had a few drinks like total like Miami Beach standard vibes and then it was just like you go to the Haman you hang out and you're like let's go eat yeah I've had dates like that where it's been super casual but yes my ideal dates always include water I'm a, I'm such a beach girl. I'm a big beach girl. Okay. I'm super curious to ask you, um, this, what was the reason that your last relationship ended? And I won't say relationship because we know our situation. So we'll call it. What was the reason your last situationship ended? Cause you know, they got to work harder for, to be in a relationship with us. (laughs) Can we, yeah, that's true. Can we also wheel in like how to get over, uh, an ending? of a situation oh, yeah. relationship I'm so good at this <laughs> let's like enter I feel like we should intertwine with that because with this specifically this experience with this guy like I had no expectation going into it I met him I actually thought like he was gay like I didn't I didn't feel a connection but I thought that like 
I was like, something might be off about this person person's personality. Um, but I, he had such a great personality and he like, I loved his look. Like when people talk about having a type, like I don't have a type now. I know that because now I look for like energy and soul and connection. But at one point, like he looked the part. I don't have a type either. Yeah. He looked the part. My type is a vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe. Um, <laughs> and so with him, it ended because basically we were spending a lot of time together and we were really in alignment. Like we really understood each other. And I'm also a very understanding person. Like I always, when people have like problems or they fight and stuff, I always look at the other perspective and I'm like, okay, like maybe where are they coming from? You know, where am I coming from? Is it aligned or not? Like if I can't see them for a while, like I used to travel like every week for work. So I was never around. Like I'm very understanding because I expect someone to hopefully be understanding of me. And so even with him, like, I think I wasn't clear going into the situation with him where I felt like it was progressing really quickly. And I felt he was the one progressing it quickly and seriously. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, without communicating, I thought, is this where he's trying to take it? Like, I really liked hanging out with him that I thought I could see maybe a potential relationship with him, but I wasn't rushing it. I just really enjoyed his time and his company. And so it came to a point of series of events um, where he realized like, you know, he has a lot of childhood trauma and a lot of relationship trauma and he's in his mid thirties and like, he doesn't feel like doing the work to be healed. And I, I'm healed and I need a man to be healed. And the problem with guys that I attract and bring into my life is that all of them are lost and they need to be saved. And there's some type of trauma that needs to be healed and fixed. And I'm in an energy now where I'm not trying to mess with that anymore. Like I, every day is a great best day ever on my own with me. And if you're going to come in as hard as I work on my energy, if you're going to come in and try to mess up my energy, you think I'm going to allow you to do that? I don't think so. So with him, the way that it ended was he, we did not communicate well in terms of our connection and maybe where it was going. And at the time I didn't feel like it needed to go anywhere, but I felt like it was going somewhere. And he was just like, I don't think I'm ever going to get married. I don't think I'm ever going to have kids. Like my parents went through a really bad divorce. So I feel like I got divorced and sorry to shed his, uh, Long if a guy is telling you he's never gonna get married those are clear signs that yeah but he straight up said to me you know what he said he was like I don't want to be in a relationship I don't think I ever want to be in a relationship again and that's just his vibe and I respect that because he never wanted to hurt me he's a really great person and a good soul and I think he's fucking awesome and I hope one day he finds what he needs but I know okay. for me he was not what I needed so he just wanted to be friends and I couldn't because my energy liked him more than a friend. So now we have to decide, right? Like if a guy wants to be friends with you after something ends, what are you going to do? How do you react? How do you respond? I'm friends with every single past lover of mine, not saying that we hang out Mm -hmm. because some of them don't deserve that energy. You have to create that boundary. But with him specifically, like I know he would like to hang out, grab lunch and, and do things, but I realize he's great but he's not an energy, no offense to him, that I can, I can create space for in my life right now, even as a friend. Yeah. I, I will say men should lead with that. I, I mean, he also had so many red flags though. Like, hello, I was blind well, so on purpose. I have a guy friend of mine who like went back and forth with his girlfriend. And now he's in this space where like, he's like, you know, he's single and he doesn't want to be in a relationship and he's kind of seeing somebody else. And I'm like, wait a minute, dude, like you're in no position to be in a relationship. He's like, no, I was really clear with her from the beginning. I said, I'm not in, I don't want a relationship out of this. You know, I like really enjoy spending time with you, but I don't want a relationship, but they're intimate and they hang out and all this stuff. And so as a, I think 
that goes back into like deep rooted things. But sometimes as women, we ignore mixed signals. When men say, I do not want to be in a relationship, Mm -hmm. he's leading with that. I think that that's right. Now, if you're telling me this three weeks in after dating me, then I think that that's not cool, dude. Like, don't hang out with me. me, Don't take me out to Mm -hmm. dinner. Don't like make out with me. Don't buy me things. Yeah. You know, buy me a good bottle of wine and, you know, like the whole thing. And then you're going to tell me I don't want to be in a relationship. That's, that's something that's not cool. I think these are conversations that you should be having in the beginning. Now, if you are someone who listens to someone tell you from the beginning, I'm not looking for anything, anything serious. And you can, it aligns with where you're at, or maybe it doesn't align and you don't know it yet. At least they gave you kind of like that clear. Oh, more juicy Mm -hmm. questions. Um, Okay, so which one, Becky, do you kind of want to help us out here? We have really, we have, um, what are you looking for in a partner? Is that juicy or worst mm-hmm. thing you've ever been on? Um, my what about like how long to wait to have sex with someone? <laughs> like, what does that mean to you? Which one? You like that? Okay. Like, like, do you wait to have sex with someone on the first date? Like, how does that work? Okay. okay. So, I'm going to ask you first. Go, go ahead. Yes. Let's switch this right. up. All right. So I have a little juicy question for you, honey. When we talk about Lacey Phillips' work and how she says to wait six weeks, that's hard for a lot of people to wait six weeks. So do you, is that something that you follow or do you think that it's different to every scenario or situation? Are you a one night, let me get it girl? Or are you a, I'm gonna take my time. <laughs> I really, I really, really, really hope that my parents don't listen to this. They don't even, my dad finds creative ways to find stuff of me on the internet, but so let's hope that he doesn't. My mom's like, you go queen. <laughs> I, now that I am familiar with like the work that I've been doing and I understand like if you're okay without being too too graphic I have this thing called um an uh f radar you know so like once you start let's say you're trying you're starting to call like you want to start dating right and then this great guy comes along totally aligns with like you you definitely know when there's a guy in your life that's much better than what you've had in the past you know, you're like, oh, this guy's definitely above on the definitely. radar. Like, this is so, like, you're raising your caliber. So you start hanging out, you hang with this guy, right? And then once, the way that I see is, once you kind of mess with someone of, like, this guy totally raised the, the, the radar, like, we're vibing at a different frequency, whether this works out with you or not, you can't go back. Like, you can't go back to that other stuff. So I'm going to take you back to two years ago. What was it two or three? It's been a long time. You and I have, have a, a mutual friend in common, someone, somebody that I was involved with, right? After him, I met someone and he kind of like always lingered around. Like if I bumped into him, it was like, oh, great. I'm bumping into him again. Like, oh, what does this mean? But I realized that I wasn't messing with that energy anymore. Like I couldn't have that in my life anymore. I couldn't go back and forth. I couldn't be your Monday. I couldn't be the Sunday through Thursday girl mm-hmm. anymore because now I've kind of met someone that that's made me his everyday girl. So once you kind of realize that there's people in yeah. your life that kind of raise that radar, it's almost like, wait, I can't mess with this anymore. So, but to get back to that question, I have not been able to implement yes. the six weeks thing because I haven't had time to try it. So I've never been someone who's been a serial dater. I've never had, I haven't had options or at least not options that I've actually like paid attention to. So I have 
I have to admit that I have been someone who has had sex on the first day and it's not, I think that I am the exception because now that I understand the work, like that I've had relationships actually evolve after that. Um, or like, you know, we, we get together like within the first month without giving each other enough time. Why the six week thing I think is so great right. is because you're able to kind of pick up on the red flags and really figure out like, do I really like this guy? Because biologically as women, the moment you sleep with someone, your body's invested. And to the women who can mess around and not have like, you know, the endorphins rushing and build, like have that intimate connection, kudos to you. I'm like, I wish, I wish I was more like that, but it's not my case. Like if I'm sleeping with you, I'm super attracted to you. And then I'm thinking about you 24 seven and internally it's like my body's a five stage clinger, but out externally I'm not. So I have had both. I've had situations where I've waited like two months to be with someone. And I can totally see the beauty in that because you build and you form a friendship. You kind of really take things slow. But in my recent years, I have not been patient. And if things were to change for me now, I think, I mean, it's COVID. So like, who's actually going around and like, like dating, dating, dating a lot. Um, Maybe a lot of people are. I feel like I was, was I? Right, but then I went on like a lot of Yeah, for business. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wait, let's be clear. Like, it was actual work, not like, (laughs) not hoeing. When am I not working? It was more networking. It was more networking. It was networking. Also, I just wanted to see like what guys are out there that like I've never done online dating until now. So I was like, what who's out there that maybe I wouldn't have met before? And then it gets really scary. Don't let them pick you up in a car and drive you because that was a big mistake um, if you're in a city like that. But, you know, what you even said about patience, I think like with patience and sleeping on the first night and all that stuff, I feel like there's no judgment. Like, I know she wants it's you to no wait, judgment. but I feel like it has to do with. Yeah, like how's it's like where's your self worth operating from, and like what what do you want to do? I went on a date with this guy, right? And super swaggy place, total vibe, like really good wine, hit it off, super cool. Like I wasn't like, oh my gosh, is he gonna call me again? But it was nice enough where it's like, oh, if he hits me up again, I would totally hang with this guy. And he waited like a week or something, and he hit me up again, and I was available, so I was like totally. And we hung out, and he made he was he made a move on me. And I told myself, I was like, if I were to stick around, this guy's definitely going to try to sleep with me. And I'm not feeling this. Like, I don't like you enough to like go there right now. So I left and then nothing came after it. Nothing, nothing. So this is why not sleeping with guys so early on could be good because then you can tell, is this guy actually interested or does he just want, you know, Punani? Like I, like when I left, in a in a tropical storm almost oh stage gosh. one hurricane because I didn't want to be stuck in that place and I was like I'm leaving and I was like God if you believe I should not be here right now like because what happens is we feel like someone's expecting something from us and you get that anxious feeling of feeling like I have to deliver to them even though I don't want it I was like why am I having sex for the guy like I don't even want to be here like I don't even like him like that's just needing to be clear and communicating properly with ourselves and listening to our intuition and I remember like 
I got out of there. The rain held up for 10 minutes, the exact amount of time to get home. And I was like, baby, I'm out of there. But I think like, I've definitely done the, there's times where I'm like, okay, I meet someone and then something happens that night and I end up like dating them for three months or something. And, and like going through that factor of, do I like them or not? And just experiencing things because I believe, and everybody says this, but every person who comes into your life and every situation, or even just for a night, Mm -hmm. they're there to teach you something. And if you look at it as more as a lesson, instead of trying to be obsessive about it or trying, you know, to stay like busy, just thinking about it, it's like letting go and surrendering is the biggest thing. And I know that I've definitely made, not even on purpose, but men over guys, men wait, like men will wait. Um, I think it has everything to do with where you are. So if you are trying, if you're, if you were trying to call in a relationship, so I have a friend that's never had a boyfriend and she's at the stage. Yeah. She's at the stage. I really want to find someone. I really want to meet someone that I could actually be with. Like, I want to have a boyfriend. Then she's not the type, which it's not her case at all. She works too much. Even her situation is she works too much. She doesn't even have time to date, but she cannot if you're trying to call in a relationship that you can't put out into the universe or your energy that you're going to sleep with people on the first night or that you're just out here like having drinks and cooking up because it's mixed signals you're not actually stepping up to what you authentically want if you really want a relationship then you if that's where the radar thing comes up then you have to start acting like you're in a relationship like this is like who gets to be with you not the like oh this guy is asking me on a date no you get to choose who you want to go on a date with you have to to literally look around and see like who is worthy of my time now if you're someone who's like you're out and about your relationship is not even on your mind and you happen to go catch like some drinks with some girlfriends and you're having a good time and you meet some like good looking fella and then you're just like oh if one thing leads to another then I don't (laughs) then you know if that's what that's what's for you, then that's what's for. I agree. Like no judgment zone. Totally. I only think it's if calling, you're calling in a relationship, if you're trying to manifest a man that's like yeah. solid in your life, then you can't be like sleeping yeah. around because then you're not like at a subconscious level, you want to keep messing around, you know, and which is totally fine. You just got to be honest exactly. with yourself. Yeah. And that's all about being clear. Like, I feel like that's where I was like meeting this guy Mm -hmm. um, and then realizing like he was clear. He didn't want a relationship. And I remember, I think I even asked him, I was like, do you not, are you sure? Because if so, like, I'm going to go meet somebody else because he made me realize that I wanted to be in a relationship. And then, then dating people after that, I realized, okay, maybe that's not what I want anymore. And not saying like, oh, you're allowed to have fun if you want to. Like, again, don't put judgment on yourself. Don't always listen to your friends because they have an opinion, welcome their perspective, but you know what you want to do at the end of the day. And whether it ends up being good or bad, like it's really up to you to decide how you want to live your life because you just have one life to live and always aim for your highest good of happiness. Like what's going to fuel your fire? Brittany, thank you so much for joining me. I've had so much fun. Dean and Jared, thank you so much for having me um, for what a girl wants. I really, really hope that you all enjoyed this podcast with me and my girl B. Um, Yeah, that's about it, guys. Mm -hmm. Do you want to say goodbye? Listen, everybody just do what's good for you. Thank you for having us. Bye, guys. It's time to celebrate Black History Month. 
at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you did. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.